Howdy gamers, it's Leighton here from Leighton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, you get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash late night or not it's really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode. Let's continue with this items in the room discussion because I feel like that's what the people want. Great. Well, at first I said, Leighton, I like your room. And then I realized what I really was feeling is that I like the items in the room. I see like a pink television. <laughs> your, your exact phrase, which I really liked, was you said to this person you've just met for the first time, <laughs> I like your items, which <laughs> is about as baller a line as you can imagine. Oh, yes. I'm just trying to be more honest. Yeah. I have many items. <laughs> Peruse my wares. Thank you. Yeah, that's a Disney Princess CRT that I have my VHS player hooked up to. I mean, I, oh, dang. Obviously. I saw the base first, which, you know, I just see a, that shape and I have to say something about it. That's right. How low can you go? I like that it's still daylight over there. Hell yeah, it is. I don't, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would love it if it was dark. Really? Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm just warm and I want the day to be over. I like it when it's lighter earlier, but my sleep schedule is just an absolute mess. And mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to consistently get up before like 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Wow. Yeah. How late are you staying up? <laughs> I mean, I sleep a normal amount. It's just always shifting around. So usually it's like seven in the morning. It's usually like when it's starting to get light out. So like my whole life, I've been struggling to be a normal person. Mm -hmm. And I just, it won't click. And in the winter, there'd be a lot of days where I wake up and then I have like an hour of light and I take a walk and then it's dark. Oh, huh. I love the night. Mm -hmm. Just for me personally, like having an extra hour, that's doubling my amount yep. of daylight. That's right. But honestly, Sam, maybe that's more on you given that schedule. Well, I think I mentioned several times, this is the thing <laughs> with me. This is my <laughs> sleep schedule. I use a lot of indicating words. Okay. He yes, did. No, I should have picked up on context clues. That's true. This brings up a great point of a thing that makes me mad is when people are really pissy at you for having different sleep schedules. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think we all know individually uh, best how our bodies sleep and when we are rested and what works best for our, our schedule. Especially if you have a real like nocturnal and then sleep in until whenever. Like, who fucking cares? They're not the ones sleeping. It's the person who's sleeping. Who gives a fuck? Well, you know who definitely doesn't care about your sleep schedule is a child. Mm. And... You might have a weird sleep schedule, but if you have a infant or young child in the house, 
you can absolutely go fuck yourself because they do not give a single shit about you or your body or what sleep you need. And it's sobering when you have a baby at home for the first time and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? What is happening to me? So interesting that you're talking about that because we were just talking about pretty much that exact thing. Don't get too personal, but yeah, yeah. we won't get too personal. (laughs) You guys have some weird dick thing, right? Is that what we're talking about? (laughs) Yeah. We were just talking about whether we thought we could be dads or not. Mm-hmm. Because neither of us are dads and there's no plan anytime soon. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I could see myself doing that and I could see myself being a good dad. Mm-hmm. But I also look at my brother and my sister-in-law and I see how stressed <laughs> and tired they are all the time and it looks rough. Yeah, it's fucking hard. Being a parent is is very difficult if you're doing it well. If you do it badly, it's very easy. But that's... <laughs> Something not many people talk about. Yeah, that, that, that's like one of the things we're saying is like some <laughs> some people just like straight up abandon their kids. Oh, dude, I, I was kind of the last in my immediate friend group to have a kid. And some of my friends somehow managed through, I don't know how, some kind of alchemy to have very active social lives and everything like that. And this was not a case of like, oh, they're just, you know, abandoning their kid and their wife is doing all the work or something like right. that. Like somehow the parents usually because they had family around, I think is honestly a big part of it, were able to maintain not exactly the same life they used to have, but not this complete destruction of any kind of fun that typically happens when you have a child under the age of five. That's what I was always worried about, is that you're just trapped at home with a tiny kid. Now, for us, it was after our daughter was five that we were trapped at home because of COVID, which was a whole separate thing. But some people managed to pull this off, and I have no idea how, where they can like still have fun. I do see that sometimes like, you know, we go to like some conventions like MAGFest and stuff. Plenty of people that we're friends with have kids and, you know, sometimes they bring the kids with them. But if not, then yeah, like you said, you know, they've got someone looking out for them. I was telling Layden recently, we brought Audrey to a Ren Fair this Uh, weekend. And that was her first like kind of con type. I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but like con type experience. It's adjacent. It's adjacent. Totally vibe though. Totally vibe, same type of crowd, but yeah, like I would definitely take her to other things like that. I don't think she wants to sit through a panel necessarily. No. Surrounded by a bunch of Colossus roars. (laughs) (laughs) But I would totally take her to something like that. But actually, MAGFest is a good thing to talk about because we've all been there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. I think we've had slightly different experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Layton went as a fan originally, right? That was the first time I met you in person. Right. I remember that. As like a like an NSP fan or? Yeah, it's like a game. Gr- this is like a long, 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 long story. But yeah, I was in high school and I went as a fan and then connected with all these folks. And now I am here. That was actually my first convention too. I drove five hours after like having recently gotten my actual license from North Carolina <laughs> to Maryland. And I loved it. Oh yeah. That's so That's great. awesome. Layton, so you were a fan and you went mm-hmm. to MAGFest and you met these people you were fans of. Mm-hmm. That's when you met them and you connected through that? No. I mean, it's sort of yes, but also cause like, I don't know, I think I'm cool. And that's cool. I'm not, man. (laughs) I can't. I cannot meet people that I am a fan of. It terrifies me. Well, you've always been cool to me. So what does that tell me of your opinion of me? Uh Okay, because you guys actually make me nervous. I fucking hope so. And I'm (laughs) I just get nervous a lot to a lot of people doesn't seem 
like I'm nervous, like on stage, I'll be really nervous. I never would have called it. I don't look that way, but I've like thrown up before big shows because oh, I'm so petrified. No, dude, you come across as very like chill and together. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I have the same thing where like I'll do talks or whatever and throw in a joke about being nervous and then people will be like, what are you talking about? That seemed perfectly fine. And it's like, I terror shat right before this, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> my bowels are a mess. I don't know if you guys do that, but I will consistently, it's like two minutes before we're about to go on stage and I'm like, I just should go shit right now. Like, let's just quickly get this out of the way. I don't want to have to yeah. do this on stage. When you're there, I've already shat probably four <laughs> times. It's not even nervous for me. It's like, I'm going to be on stage for whatever, an hour and a half. And I've never had to excuse myself from a performance to go take a shit or whatever. It would be so funny if you did, though. hundred percent, I could. Well, Brian, now I got to ask. Yes, please. Have you ever been like waiting at the end of the show? You got like, 10 minutes left, 20 minutes left, and you're like, oh man, I gotta pee so bad. Oh, I can't wait till this is over. Absolutely. You know what? We're gonna introduce the show here. Everybody, this is Late Night with Brian Wecht. Here we have Leighton Gregg. Uh, fucking A. That's me. All right. <laughs> that was Brian Wecht. Hi. Mystery guests, would you care to introduce yourself, please? We got the super guitar bros on oh, the mics, shit. plural. <laughs> wow. We play acoustic guitar video game covers on the net. That's, That's what right. we do. That's who we are. Yep, yep. I'm Sam. I'm Steve. And yeah, Super Guitar Bros, you could find it on YouTube. That's all our videos up there. And Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff too. YouTube is where all the cool videos are. There are a lot Hell of cool yeah. videos on YouTube. That's mm -hmm. what it's known for. I got a couple cool videos on my phone that aren't on YouTube. Wow. Hold on to those. They're not all on YouTube is what I'm saying. But You want them to see those videos? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some of them I would want them to see, but some of them I probably wouldn't want them to see. Can you describe one of the ones you wouldn't want us to see in like a <laughs> yeah. general term? A lot of nudity, a lot mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm just kidding, man. I ain't got nothing like that. This is a PG phone. Nice. Let's move on if that's Let's cool. Let's move on. But, but, okay. So the moment someone says to me, Let's move on. The last thing I want to fucking do is move on. <laughs> now I'm obsessed with learning more about it. I'm terrified. Sam, if you hadn't said anything, I would have dropped it and we would have gone back to the stage pissing thing. But now it's all I want to hear is I'm you terrified. telling me about the risque videos on your phone. He just disclosed a vulnerability about being nervous about, you know, talking to people or being on stage, Brian, and you're going to drill down on it. How dare you on this show? Yeah. And this is like a stage in it's, a way. Yeah. I'm standing up for anxious bitches everywhere and our right to cower in corners in peace. <laughs> Nobody look at me. Sorry, Sam. Yes, please. Your voice is appreciated and I'm listening. Thank you. I was going to say I've never felt so dangerously safe. It feels <laughs> nice. I'm getting just absolute terror from one side of my screen and comfort from the other. Yeah. Well, we try to create a safe space, a space that's safe for me to do whatever the fuck I want at everybody else's expense. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm trying to create here. You're doing it. You're Thank good you. at what you do. Well done. You know what? I am good at what I do. Thank you. But Steve, to your point, yes, absolutely. There have been a number of times when we get to like, usually with the NSP show, typically we would play... Danny, don't you know, is the last song. Yep. Last chord, little bow, race off stage to the bathroom before an encore to take a, you know, 60 second piss or something. Water cannon. Yeah, it, it's it, it's insane. Well, the other thing is I can't drink during the show. 
because I have a mask on. So I have no opportunity to hydrate once I'm on stage, typically speaking. Dang. You should roll out an IV or something, like oh, a saline true. drip. Yeah. A, it would look cool as fuck. Yeah, that's right. You give the middle finger and it's like connected right here. <laughs> get a little port. It's hydrated. Right yeah. <laughs> I love that. But you could also get like a camelback and put the tube with the little bitey thing under the mask. Oh. Hydrate all you want. But if I had that, I would exclusively use it to squirt Dan in the face. So I'm not <laughs> sure that's a good idea. I don't see the downside to this situation. So That's true. As I've said, my goal at every show is to make Dan just a little upset with me. That's when I know I've succeeded as Ninja Brian. Is He's not mad, but he's not totally happy. I actually don't think you're joking. I was going to say I know you're joking right now, but I think you're dead serious. I'm... Mostly serious. I don't actually want him to be mad at all. He's never done a bit ever no, in his life. True. He's never kidding. I'm a comedian, but I don't tell jokes. That's how it goes. Yeah. It's very interesting to me to talk about or think about the extent of the strife among creative couples like you mm -hmm. guys. I want to hear about the strife between you guys since you're our guests. I think we should talk about strife. <laughs> like real stuff where we get like snippy with each other. Yeah, we get kind of like bitchy with each other. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. On stage? Oh, you know what? There actually was one time on stage. Oh, do tell. I do remember this last MAGFest. It was for like one second. I want to hear about this. We had to cut our set short because we were running out of time. So we had to like cut one of the songs out. And then we were going to the last song, which is actually like three mini songs in a row. Mm -hmm. So we're like, all right, we're just going to do these three mini songs real quick. And I think it was like, we finished the first one and then you were like, all right, go to the third one, right? And I was like, no, second one. I was like, one. Valley. And I'm like, no, Song of Storms. I was like, and no, we got to go like, like, Song of Storms, Grudo Valley. And, I, and I, just, I just started playing Song of Storms and I'm like, fuck, now we're doing it. He does the intro, so he just fucking steamrolled me there. Yep. But it was the right choice. But we were like, for a split second, there was like a condensed like five second argument. <laughs> yeah, like I was actually frustrated. I'm like, dude, like, why are you even doing this right now? <laughs> yeah, so there's three songs in the set and I'm like, well, there's not enough time. They're telling us we got to get off. Like, so we just do Garuda Valley. It's just like, get no, I don't here. give a shit. We're just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. So Sam, were you upset with Steve? Maybe a little bit. Because I, I remember I was for like a second. Like as soon as we started playing, it was gone. But for that second, I was like, Dude. But we'll have little things like if we're working on something, we're doing an arrangement and we have some kind of disagreement. Mm -hmm. Every so often we'll have a thing where clearly I want something a certain way. Steve wants something a certain way. Even talking about a set list mm -hmm. where we're clearly disagreeing about something. I know we try to be gentle with each other, but sometimes I feel like a little bit of snippiness, a little bitchiness from both of us. Definitely me mm -hmm. too, for sure. Yeah, we were working on one of the covers that we were going to do with Danny that we're, you know, getting ready to like record in. Mm -hmm. Sorry, da Danny, Danny who? Uh, you know, that guy. I oh. forget his last name. Um, Slarfadan, I believe. Yeah. So we were trying to like record like a rough version of it. We were just back and forth about whether to like re-record the take again or to just like time stretch it. Mm -hmm. And we were both just like, I don't understand why we don't just like redo it again. And you're like, I mean, I don't understand why you don't just stretch it. It's like real simple to do. And we're just like, just like back and forth, just like stupid, like super, super petty. Mm -hmm. And I remember just afterwards just being like, all right, fine. And then I'm just kind of like flustered, like at the computer. And Sam's like, 
uh, so you, you, you go over here. I'm like, I know how to do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and like, I actually did at the time I was just like flustered. Yeah. Yeah. We were both a little pissy. You said something about it afterwards. Yeah. Like he's getting ready to leave. I was like, Hey, like, sorry for being a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's the secret is just like, I think most people know when they're not totally in the right. And then you just say, Hey, Sorry about that. Because none of this shit actually matters also is the other thing is it's just like arrangements or set lists or whatever. And I'm not saying I'm above getting like snippy or put out by creative differences. But what I try to keep telling myself is none of this shit matters in a year. We're going to forget we ever disagreed about anything. We're not going to be able to remember that this was even a topic of discussion. And also, this is not the last thing we're ever going to do. So we're going to do a thing. Maybe it's not 100% the way I would have done it if I were on my own, but that's also what being in a collaboration is. And you know what? I'm going to love it when it's done anyway. And even if it's not the like full on Brian version, who the fuck cares? Like that yeah. doesn't matter to anybody. It's not like when you're arranging something in a duo, no one's like, and guess what? This one was all me. Everything's <laughs> coming from both. And that's the way the public is going to see it. It's not worth getting pissy about this kind of stuff. And also, if you're in a collaboration and one of the people is like, this was all me, and also refuses to take <laughs> criticism or work with you or communicate about like things that have gone wrong, it's a good sign that the partnership is probably like not super healthy because yes. like the ability to sit and talk about things that have happened, to have the little disagreements where it isn't like, an ego problem. Like when you have like a creative disagreement and the person takes it as like a harsh blow, it, like it's all about image rather than we're working together to create a cool thing. Right. That's problematic and frustrating. 100%. Yes. And another thing that I think about a lot of times with, with partnerships, I've had some partnerships in the past that have gone south and <laughs> talking shit about people you've done stuff with. I will never do this publicly because it's, I feel like counterproductive. I just wish this courtesy were extended from all sides, if you know what I mean. Honestly, in my case, it generally has been, but oh, that is a real pet peeve when it's not. Is it like meta shit talking to passive aggressively subtweet people who have shit talked to you on a podcast where we're talking about how it's bad to shit talk people? Oh, and a hundred percent is. The specificity really does make a big difference. It's much different to say it's annoying when people are like this. And then it's like, if the shoe fits, then like, yeah. It's another thing to be like, first name, last name is a piece of shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. I feel like our online experience is just so different from most people's. We just haven't had anything really bad happen. We don't have a whole lot of shit talkers. Well, wait till the end of this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe this them. will change things. How many people watch this? Like four, a thousand, a hundred thousand. Talk shit right now, bro. Yeah. I love this. See what the fuck you're going to say. I will never talk shit about collaborators publicly. There's just no reason to. Like, what, what are you going to fucking yeah. do? It's trashy and it just immediately makes you look like an asshole. And then it just becomes a game of competing like, oh, this person said this, this person said that. Unless it's something actually like harmful went on. If it's just like, yeah, we didn't really work together so well. What are you going to fucking do? Don't just don't say anything. Unless it's like some real 
bad shit that like you're bringing to light. That's a different story. But if I see someone doing that, like my feeling is like, okay, that's someone I'm not going to want to work yeah. with. Yeah. If I were, and this is not a real thing, don't soundbite this people. If I was like, I'm going to make something up. I don't know. Danny hates this song I wrote or whatever. Mm. Is that true? Reddit.com. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. No, sure. There's stuff I've written where he's like, hey, I'm not into that, but also Mm -hmm. vice versa. And who cares? Yeah. Because that's how making shit works. Is that how making anything works? I've ran into the thing where, and I feel like I'm getting a lot better with this, is that I don't want to ruffle feathers. So I just kind of won't say what I think about a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's bad for several reasons. Because like one, it might be good input. It might be valuable input. And mm-hmm. two, I'll get like a resentment that builds up because I'm not 100%. speaking my mind. And this happens not just musically, but just in my life, just in general. No, dude. And that's the crucial thing. And this is something that was very hard for me to learn, especially as a scientist, is you need to be confident enough to express your opinions just as a, your own self-confidence but also confident enough in your collaborators that they're not going to immediately shit on you for voicing a possibly contrary opinion. I mean, there were a number of times in physics when I was working on some shit or whatever, and someone's doing something and I'm like, I think that's wrong. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to cause a problem, blah, blah, blah. And then like 30 seconds later, some other collaborator is like, yeah, that's totally wrong. And I'm like, fuck, I should have trusted yeah. my gut, you know? Yeah. And that's just a self-confidence thing. And it happened to me all the time in science. And in science, it's harder because there's like a right or wrong answer, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's the, true. Uh, the underlying philosophy kind of has to be like, we're always trying to correct each other. That's right. That is the way it generally is. And, you know, emotions get involved because it's a human thing. But yeah. generally speaking, I had a number of collaborators who would, we'd be arguing passionately about something, some physics thing, and then everyone's cool. Like it's this mm-hmm. strong disagreement. And then it's like, okay, we're going out to dinner. Let's go eat something. Literally forget all the fucking facts or knowledge about the universe, whatever I learned in science. Literally the most useful thing I learned was how to have a super intense disagreement about something and still have a great relationship with someone. I fucking love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that kind of thing makes sense. Or if like you and I disagree about stuff that we're working on, you know, we could still be friends after that. But when it comes to the political side of it, it's definitely not that cut and dry. It's a lot harder. Yeah. I actually like it. I'm fairly liberal in the way I think about stuff. I got like a uber, uber conservative friend and we'll talk. We're buddies. And I really enjoyed just having the respectful disagreements. And it feels good to me to be able to disagree with somebody and then still be cool and chill and and have love for each other. Yeah. I find that is possible as long as you can have like a thoughtful conversation with someone. Yeah. The problem I get into is when it's like wall, 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 wall. And you're like, no, just like, let's talk this through. And, And some things are like that because of ideological stuff. Some people just believe stuff and you're never going to change their minds. End of story. What are you going to fucking do in that case? Like, and sometimes their beliefs are harmful and actually causing damage to others. That is a lot harder person to kind of remain friends with, even when you disagree strongly, if it becomes like a human rights 
issue. It definitely depends on the nature of the disagreement. It depends on the way that they're communicating with you. And I'm, and I'm sure sometimes it does depend on the subject. Yeah. I mean, human rights, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. If you're disagreeing about human rights, that's like, yes, I feel like there's no like two good sides on that. I think that's generally correct. Yes. Yeah. I always think about, and like, I think it's true that most people, regardless of what side they're on, really do think they're doing the right thing and mm-hmm. think the other side is doing the wrong thing and the I one agree. causing the harm. That's what I get hung up on sometimes. People legitimately think that they're they're right and they're doing good for themselves and humanity or whatever. And most people you meet, even very hardcore right-wingers, probably, and I hope this is not a controversial thing to say. If you met them one-on-one, they would be very nice to you. They would be perfectly civil. And then when it comes to these ideological things, when it's more anonymized, they go really off the wall. I believe that most people, when you talk to them as people, you're going to have a great conversation. And you know, unless they're like really racist or something like that, that's going to be a different story. Sure. That's just kind of full stop. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like if someone wanted to agree to disagree with you on that, that might be a little tougher. That might be hard. Yeah, that'd be harder. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like fiscal policy or something, it's like, okay, well, we can disagree about many of those things. I want to totally get away from politics for a minute. We have some musicians here. You can talk about music. Let's fucking talk about music. Let's enter the tone zone, guys. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting, actually. So as acoustic guitarist, primarily, what is your relationship with tone? You're not going crazy with a pedal board most of the time, right? Tone for me is just way more in like the way that I'm playing things. Even just like different strings have different tones to them. So Mm -hmm. it makes a difference whether I'm playing something you know, on these high strings down here or whether I'm playing them on the fatter strings, but it's like way up here. Mm -hmm. That gives it a little bit of a fatter tone there. Yeah. But no like crazy manipulation kind of stuff. Right. I could do some manual delay. That's pretty cool. So Steve plays steel string Mm -hmm. um, and I play uh, classical nylon string guitar. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, especially nylon players, just that tradition they're obsessed with tone specifically. Oh, tell me like about it. Like getting a really, really warm, round tone without any like clicky nail sounds. And that depends on, it's the instrument and the strings and the fingers. And like the fingers, the nails. Yeah, mostly the nails and the way that you're striking the string. Usually traditionally have spent like a lot of time thinking about that. And I think kind of obsessing over that maybe too much I think that that could be dialed back and like other things could be focused on. Mm -hmm. That's my experience with classical guitar players in general. But I feel like even now I'm learning things about how to shape my nails. Wow. I know it sounds so nerdy. Wait, 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 wait. I I want to hear everything about this. Please go all in. I want to know everything about this. All right, all right. So tell us about your nail routine. So I got all real nails right now. Those look like reals, yeah. And just over my life playing guitar... I've gone through a lot of different shapes and lengths, different kinds of nail files. Right now, I've settled on sort of a shorter nail. The same conversation could be about my dick, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I want to add to that, but yeah, this is like a glass nail file. This is a very expensive. Oh, wow. 
tool here. Yeah, glass nail files are like the best. Yeah, they're amazing. The normal like shitty nail file, the grains are like on top of the surface and you Mm -hmm. grind them down. Glass ones, it's like etched into the actual glass, so they last really long. This conversation rules. I'm so excited. <laughs> Does we're it ta- really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm not. I'm not being at also, all facetious. You feel this is fantastic. So badass with a glass nail file because it is like, if pressed, I could use this to kill someone. You could. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this shit is sharp. So anyway, it's a combination of a couple things, right? It's like the nail can sort of inform the way that you would like to strike the string. Look at you. Yeah, scratch that cheek. Look at that. I need to stop scratching <laughs> no, this no, cheek. No, I, I love it. I need to not scratch my cheek because I have this like irritation because I played VR like a whole bunch. This is a totally different. No, that's fine. I thought you were illustrating something at first because you were doing this. And I thought you were like, that's how I like play is I like, it's like I stroke <laughs> it like I was stroked by my own cheek, you know? Most people use nail files. I actually file my nail with the, ins- yeah. <laughs> the right, right <laughs> on my nose here. A, I've got very yeah. rough skin. Do you guys have a thing when you're like working on a song and you're like playing it back and listening? And so you got to get in like that focus mode. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'm in that mode, like I put my finger up to my lip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or, yeah. or I kind of like right under my chin or something. I got all kinds of spots, all kinds of chakras on my face that I touch. Yeah, <laughs> to sort of like activate my energies. Right, activate your music energy. This is science. You have a thing like that, Brian? Do I? I'm sure I do, but I don't know dick. what I it know is. I have this thing with my dick where it has to be <laughs> in just the right position for me to listen to music. That's right, <laughs> Brian. You do the thing that you're doing right now. You do like a little like stroke of 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 your uh, oh yes shirt collar oh. i do this you're 100 percent right i've never even thought about it so right now it's the what are these bones right here these you know little like collarbone nubbins your clavicle clavicle yes i 100 percent do this i'm stroking my little clavicle nubbins here 100 that's a great <laughs> call Layton. i do do that it kind of looks like you're stroking a beard that's not there brian you got big daddy clavs yeah hell yeah i do <laughs> congrats that's the title of the episode can i I just get this clean (laughs) clav me daddy awful but yeah i was gonna say otherwise brian you're like very straight ahead you'll do like the one shoulder lean and you'll do that Mm -hmm. meanwhile i do the same thing as these guys i just do this okay cool so it's not just me then just love touching my face yes i touch my face a lot Anyway, nails again. Nails, yes, nails. Did you experiment with different nail shapes? Yeah, well, I I remember seeing this diagram. I remember my first guitar teacher brought some uh, scanned pieces of paper in with different options, general (laughs) options for the way that you can shape your nails. Uh Uh-huh. One of which is like a rainbow. You guys know about rainbows, right? Oh, yes. It's kind of a curve, right? Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. That's maybe the most patronizing thing anyone has ever said to me in my life. Uh, Okay, so that was one option. The other option was like kind of what I have. It's like a slant. It's a ramp. Almost like a wave kind of. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. a wave, like a downward ramp. The classical guitarist stroke goal is to... Sorry, can can you you say stroke goal again clean? Can we just get that clean? Stroke goal. Thank you. Stroke goal. One more. Stroke goal. Great. What you're trying to do is you're trying to make contact with the string with the flesh part of your finger. Mm -hmm. Like the pad. The pad or the top part? Well, it's closer to the top part, Okay, actually. It's really close to the nail. It's like a millimeter from the nail. Oh, wow. Yeah. That mutes the string for a split second. So Mm. you don't get the nail sound hitting the string. Because if you bring a string and you put something hard on it, 
like you're a fucking penis, bro. I'm just <laughs> Whoa. I would never do that. I've never done that. I would never do that. Okay. <laughs> it was, but I mean, amazing delivery. Kind of want to do that now. Uh, but if you put some, if you put like a yeah, your nail on it, you'll get like. Sorry, a I, I, need, I need a minute. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, he he outdicked you on a dick joke. That was incredible. He totally did. Oh yes. As oh. I stumbled through that, I was like, "Should I say this?" No, no. <laughs> the answer to that is always yes. Yeah. I'm wiping away a tear. That was so funny. <laughs> you got him, dude. That never happens to Brian. It never so. happened. It got never him. happened. Well, got him. Wecked got wecked. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Layton is right. That's maybe happened to me. Like <laughs> the only other time I can remember when we were doing a thing is at the first live show when Jory went off on his little rant about something. Yes. I think you got another one during the show, but it was also with Jory. Jory, yeah. <laughs> I've only ever seen it happen when you're with Jory. Jory's yes. my rival now. I'm going to feel great for like a whole day because of that, by the way. You should. Sweet. Okay, so anyways, if you ring the string and you put your nail on it, you get like a nasty sound. So you're trying to make the string touch the flesh. It mutes the string. The string transitions to the nail and then slides off the nail with no bumps on the nail. It, like, it's supposed to be smooth. Yeah, oh. it doesn't get, like, caught yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like on the nail. Yeah, so there's two factors involved there. It's, like, the shape of your nail and then how your, your actual stroke, <laughs> like, how you have your hand positioned and everything. Oh. Mm -hmm. One of the tricks, actually, I learned pretty recently is you can take a string, you could wrap it in sandpaper, like, very fine sandpaper, mm -hmm. and then play it. Play on that string, and it will smooth out any part of your nail oh, that makes in sense. a natural okay. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the way that you huh. play the string. Yeah. Mm. As, as long as you're like in the position that you would be in when you're playing. Exactly. So Steve, this is not relevant for you because the steel strings are different or what? Not as much, but I still have a glass nail file that I use to shape things up. I just work on getting it kind of like what he was saying at the end, just making it as smooth as possible. Because mm -hmm. like when you move your finger real slowly and like he was talking about like gliding over the tip of the finger, then to the nail, you'll feel it pretty easily if like you've got a little corner of your nail or something and it gets like caught on it. There's that little mm -hmm. resistance. Mm -hmm. You'll feel that like real easily. It's like, oops, you know, fix that up real quick. You know, there, that's better. So is this like a daily thing for you? Like part of your self-care routine is like taking care of the nails or you do it like as needed when you're about to play? Uh, like every other day, if not daily. It's like any time where I'm practicing and I feel like I need to do it. That's amazing. I had no idea. I don't always do it before I practice, but if I'm practicing and I'm like, I'm like, shit, like I need to clean this up. It's always a thing. This nail file is pretty fine. It's not very rough, mm -hmm. which I like because I can hit it like every day or every other day, just a little bit. And I'd have to do it a lot to really like takes a lot of the nail down. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty safe. I can do a little bit. I'm not going to fuck up the nail. But sometimes this thing happens where if I'm nervous and I have to play, I like I want to get the nail perfect. I don't want any resistance. I want it to be as good as I can possibly get it. And in like trying to make that happen, I'll go too far. And then I'll try to fix that. And then you go too far. And then I try to fix that. And then all of a sudden you're so far away and it's all Dude, fucked. Anyone who's ever taken care of a fingernail knows this phenomenon. <laughs> Where it, it's not even for guitar players. It's just like, oh, that, you know, it got a little thing sticking off there. I'll try to, oops, uh, nope, no, no, oh, oh, okay. no, oh, fuck. And then, you know, then you're below the cuticle and you're fucked. I thought you were joking. I'm not. That, but for like a chronic nail biter, because, you know, once you pop, you uh, cannot stop. 
It's just like, all right, I have treats. Makes it sound appropriately disgusting. <laughs> it, it took me a long time to to stop doing that and to just focus on, you know, clipping them and yep. Steve and me sometimes will use fake nails too. Oh, so yeah. if something gets beyond repair and you can't like sit there and squeeze your hand and make your nails grow and you got to play right now. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Can you imagine if you could just sit there and apply pressure for as long as you want and the thing just slowly goes longer? Oh, you're like kind of like Wolverine? Longer. Yeah. yeah. But like a shittier Wolverine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For my purposes, it'd be actually great. I would rather have that superpower. It's kind of like a dispenser. You just kind of squeeze yeah. them out. Yeah, just that's squeeze right. them out a little bit. Oh, that's like right. Toothpaste. Yeah. Oh, like toothpaste. That's exactly like to- what you guys I was know toothpaste, right? How you oh, squeeze yeah. toothpaste yeah. out of it. Are those Damn. like rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you use fake nails? Uh, I say visibly having fake nails on. Yeah, you're a great great person to ask that question because you have fake ones on. Yeah, that I literally put on not an hour ago. This is very rare for me. I haven't had fake nails in like two years. So weird timing. Interesting. Just for funsies? Because uh, probably talk about this later in the episode, but Brian and I and a bunch of other people will be at an event Mm -hmm. over the weekend Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. wanted to look nice for. And I thought it would be fun to have fun nails for a weekend because I really like acrylic nails. They're super fun to have. They look badass. But after like the first two days, it's like, what the fuck? I have shit to do. I think people overestimate how difficult it is to do things with like long acrylics. I bet. It's not that hard. People are like, how do you wipe your ass? I don't know the normal way. What the fuck? <laughs> the answer is never. Yeah, like. Typing is always the one I wonder about. I'm a mechanical keyboard enthusiast and I got like one of these bitches and it's fine. Oh, like it, it takes me like an hour to be like, okay, yes. I intentionally shortened the ones on this hand so it doesn't interfere with my gaming. It's important <laughs> to me. Awesome. What up? Great. Yes. Anyway, yeah, fake nails. They're like $7 ones from Target that come Monday, I will rip these off of my hands and then go back to nibbling on them like the little rat I am. I actually, when I was little, I would like just be really lazy about cutting my nails Mm -hmm. and they would get all long and I would be like embarrassed that they were long. And I tried to get into the habit of biting my nails and -hmm. I couldn't get it to stick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, that's a good thing. Wow. Yeah, I had to get that habit to unstick. How's it feel to be God's favorite? I kept trying to start smoking, but it just <laughs> wouldn't take. <laughs> but yes, we do wear fake nails sometimes. Yeah, like for me, it's mostly just on my index finger because I'll, I'll use that one like a guitar pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people are like, oh, Steve, like I see you playing lead stuff, but where's your pick? And it's like, I just use the nail for that. It's my body, baby. To me, it just feels so much more natural because mm-hmm. it's like, directly connected to you yeah yeah and you think it would be it's really not that odd of an adjustment like the first time i tried to use a fake nail i had to do a concert for school i think and i had some chunk out of my ring finger nail and it was an absolute disaster i was like i'm (laughs) fucked i don't know what am i gonna this is horrible yeah yeah yeah. and one of the dudes one of the kids remember it like this i don't think it's accurate because it's ridiculous the way i remember it but i picture him being like I think I got you covered. And he opened his coat up and he had <laughs> just an array na- of nails. nails. It was a like, trench oh, coat with just like rows and rows of fake nails of different lengths and colors. I've got just what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, dude, I've never done that, man. I don't know. He's like, oh, trust me, man. You're going to love it. And so I did it and it was amazing. It was like the best that that finger has ever felt. And now he's addicted. You've been chasing that high ever since. 
<laughs> so one of the things that's amazing to me about classical guitar is how precise it looks compared to any other kind of playing. It is. You have all these different hand shapes and positions and watching you guys play, it feels more complicated than watching like, I don't know, a pianist or a flautist or something play. It just seems like there's so many different precise motions and positions you have to learn to be able to crush it. Does that, is that, that's, that seems accurate? It is. It's way harder than anything else. And we're <laughs> extremely skilled. You see what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. I, yeah, definitely know what you're saying. And, um, I used to skateboard mm-hmm. and this is going to tie in. And like when I was a kid skateboarding, we, we would make fun of rollerbladers, uh, because it looked like there was less skill involved, right? They're attached to your feet with a skateboard. You got to learn to, to get it airborne. You don't just jump, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is I feel like if you put the same amount of work and effort and time into skateboarding versus rollerblading, you're going to reach a different place with either of them. It might be doing flips or something as a right. rollerblader. So I've always felt that it's all kind of arbitrary what you're doing. Like the pinnacle of skill looks different depending on the discipline. I think that's fair. I actually started playing electric guitar. That's how I started. And then I moved to like steel string and then I started playing classical. And I remember with electric I just felt like I had plateaued and I couldn't break through. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to be like a shredder, but I felt like I couldn't do it. That's interesting. It's funny that you went electric guitar, then steel string, and then nylon. And then I went electric guitar, nylon string, steel string. Hmm. And then you met in the middle. And I'm sure you guys have talked about this a million times. What's the connection? How did you guys meet? It was like 2007, I think. And I had just become friends with someone, this girl named Jess, who Sam and Jess are childhood friends. You know, their parents were friends, so they grew up together. And Jess plays guitar and she sings and, you know, writes songs and stuff. So she was like, hey, like, I'm going to play this show at this coffee shop. You should come check it out. So I went to the show and Sam was performing with her. Like she was doing like rhythm guitar and then he would do like lead guitar, like Mm -hmm. classical kind of stuff. Just kind of cool little like, decorations little mm-hmm. samisms and uh i was just like holy shit this guy's fucking awesome i definitely got to talk to this guy and so like we were chatting after the show and it honestly it kind of felt like it was the same sort of energy as like working up the nerves to like ask a girl out uh uh-huh. and, and i'm like I'm like hey you know like i i play classical guitar too <laughs> like we should we should hang out sometime and jam and sam's just chill so he's like oh yeah that'd be cool and so we started hanging out and just like pretty much right away just became like best friends that's awesome just like hanging out a lot yeah and and jamming and stuff i love that it's such a cute story yeah it just makes me feel i really was like nervous i was like oh shit this guy's like really good (laughs) we the way we started doing what we're doing now is we would just like chill and listen to video game music we were just Mm -hmm. obsessed with video games and by nature of the music and we will play guitar. And so every so often, like Steve would be like, Hey, I figured this shit out. Check this out from Zelda or whatever. I'd be like, Hey, I figured this shit out. And we started to kind of jam together, mess around video game stuff. And then there was this website mm-hmm. called dwelling of duels. Okay. Duels like D U E L S. Like I challenge you to a duel. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And so it was this website. It was really, really cool where they had this community of people and every month, 
there would be a video game themed music competition mm-hmm. and people would submit songs. It was all like blind. Nobody knew who. It had to be anonymous. Yeah. And Steve was a part of it. I wasn't. But he was like, hey, would you want to like do something for this Ninja Gaiden month? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And the first thing we ever arranged was this Ninja Gaiden thing, which we haven't played in a long time. Yeah. But on YouTube, it's like our very first video. Cool. So we did that. I think that was in like 2009, 2010, something like that. And we ended up doing good. We got second place on that competition, I think. And then people would post videos of like, hey, here's how I played that song. You know, like the one that I did in the competition Mm -hmm. and just like showing videos of them playing guitar. And I was like, well, shit, we should record a video of us just like playing through the song. And then we'll put that up on the website and show people, you know, how we did our shit. Like that was all we were thinking about, or at least that was all I was thinking about. It was like, it didn't even occur to me. They're like, oh yeah. And maybe other people on YouTube will watch it too. It was just like, oh yeah. Like this handful of like 50 people might think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think we put it up on your personal YouTube channel at the time. Mm -hmm. And like people started checking it out and like commenting on it and stuff. And it started getting like a little popular. And then I remember at one point you sent me something or you told me about something. You're like, dude, you got to check this out. And it was a video of like two guys. They looked like they were at like a show and tell or something, like some kind of school thing. This sounds hot already. Yeah. (laughs) Wait till you see what they show. (laughs) But But then they're like two guys with guitars and they're playing our Ninja Gaiden arrangement oh shit and it's like holy shit it's like some guys in like argentina or something yeah wherever they're from that was sort of a big moment of like maybe we should do more of these dude i remember we had something like that early nsp where someone sent us a clip of someone singing if we were gay on swedish idol oh shit. oh my god Whoa. yeah what? and we were like excuse me <laughs> what So on Swedish TV, some guy, his audition piece was If We Were Gay. And we were like, holy shit. Wow. I mean, that was like pre-Grumps or anything like that. That's like one of your like first videos, isn't it? Did he win? He did not. (laughs) Oh. Canceled. We didn't win our Dwelling and Duels, so. That's right. Mm. So this is like 15 years ago almost. My God. Is there video of that online anywhere? There probably is some video of this somewhere, but I don't know where. It's been a long time. Found it. You found it already? <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> Holy shit. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh my God. 2013. <laughs> Whoa. Dude, okay. Dude. So Whoa. Oh, it's, no. it's entirely possible Dude. that this guy was not doing something cool. With this, dang, it's possible. It is possible because I do. It certainly mad. seems the that judge way. Was yeah. Angry from that reaction, so I do not want to endorse this. But it was cool <laughs> that it was on Swedish TV. Yeah, it's only got sixty thousand views. Did he say like as Brian blows a dude or no? Whatever, th- like- I think that was the name of one of the judges, which was the why the guy got oh, mad. Oh, that's why he got mad. Anyway, we were excited that our song was on TV somewhere. Yeah, that's wild. I, I can't believe Leighton and I haven't told you about that before. The NSP SEO is great because now all YouTube is going to do is going to give me NSP videos and I'm going to be like, Hell not interested. Yeah. No, no, watch them, watch them. We need the, we <laughs> need the numbers. The our numbers are, our numbers are dipping. Best. Watch them. We need, we, need the, <laughs> we need the views. No. I think we should move on to segments here. 
It's time for segments. And our first segment is, it's our pop culture recommendation segment. So this is a part of the show where you get to talk about something you've been enjoying recently. Maybe it's a book, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a video game. Maybe it's, you know, just some video you watched on YouTube. Could be absolutely anything. The theme song for this show is really something special. And I do encourage you to check it out. We're going to add it in post. I tell this to every guest every week. You're not going to hear it live here. We will add it in post. And so you can listen to the episode if you want to hear it. I encourage you to do that because it was really, it's one of the better things I've written. And I'm really quite proud of it, but you're not going to hear it here today. Yeah. Sorry. Is there a question? No, no, no. I'm just saying we will. We're absolutely going to listen to this. Absolutely. You will go back and listen to it? We will go back and we will listen. Absolutely. How can I trust you? I'll. Um, <clears throat> the pause. The pause is very telling, Sam. Well, the pause when I asked, is how can I trust how you? I can prove it to you. How uh-huh. can you trust me? Uh-huh. Our relationship? Well, listen, I can get on a call with you and you, yeah, I can show do, you myself. Oh, wow. This shows a bigger issue. What is this creative mm-hmm. rift? Because Brian clearly doesn't have trust in you mm-hmm. all. Brian, I think no, you've no, got no. trust no, issues no, no, with them. No, no, no. I have, I have no trust issues They're with saying them. that they want it's, to support you. They no, no, want to there, hear it. There's a philosophy here, Layton, which is, it's three words. It's called trust, but verify. <laughs> so... I trust Sam, but also I recognize that people get busy. I'm not saying this is a malicious action on Sam and or Steve's part. If we had to rank, I'd probably say I trust Steve just a little bit more than Sam, but that's not really relevant to what I'm saying right now. People get busy. It's not that someone's doing things maliciously. Maybe I just want to know if they, they, they listen to it, you know? So it's not a trust issue. It's just a following up on promises kind of thing. So Steve will watch, Steve will listen to it and sort of let me know what he thinks. See, this is it. this is exactly what I was fucking talking about. Well, this, this is, is exactly the thing the I was seed, worried about. Brian. It's a hundred percent what I was worried about. You, you, and you that's the one bringing the hostility to the table. No, 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 I'm not hostile. It's starting I, with I, I'm, energy you're bringing. Calm, to I'm, me. I'm, I'm, I'm ice calm right now. You got to be able to communicate with your ice collaborators, calm. Brian. That's how I'm communicating. I told you what I thought. Well, we're communicating that you're being uncool, Brian. I've never been uncool because I've never okay. been cool. All right. And you can't have one without the absence of the other. <laughs> I, how could I verify that, Brian, that you've yeah. never been uncool? Yeah. Are you going to show us the temperature in your garage right now? Do you have an available thermostat with which we can see whether or not you are actually cool or hot at this moment? Well, yeah, it looks pretty fucking hot in there, bud. <laughs> let me, uh, you see that hot ass light in the back? Yeah, it actually does get pretty warm. I was going to offer to taste this bottle of piss, and then I'll tell you if it's room temperature or not. You're lying right now. That's green tea. I've had that brand. Mm. Oh, it used to be green tea, but then it got replaced (laughs) with something else. Now it's green tea. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of, I think that was a uh, joke from The Critic which has stayed with me forever, which it's some- I remember that show. Jay Sherman doing a commercial, I think. And he goes, and so try country fresh green peas, known for their country freshness and their green penis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is the What's Poppin' theme here. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Okay, so it's what's popping time. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Hold on. I have to be clear. Like, I I think listeners at home who have listened to the show for a while. Uh Uh-huh. 
Do y'all know that he actually did drink his own piss out of a green tea bottle? Because that happened. That's a real thing that happened. How how can I verify that? (laughs) You can listen to me tell the story. Yeah. I can trust you, but how can I verify? Steve, for you, I'll pee into a bottle and drink it again. (laughs) It's hard for me to know if what I'm drinking is real piss unless someone's just pissing into my mouth. And how do you know that it's his piss, too? No, no, no. It's been a long-standing thing for me to have Steve watch me pee. Like, I've wanted that to happen for quite a while. So I'm more than happy to oblige in this particular instance. I think this is a win-win situation then. If only you knew, Steve. That's all I'm going to say. I thought you guys had a weird thing going on. We have a weird thing going on. Confirmed. You You knew. It's piss. It's always piss, man. It's always piss. It's tasteful, natural, and 100% consensual. That's that's, Oh, it's tasteful. Yeah. (laughs) Layton, what's popping? I love that you throw to me. It really speaks to a gratitude of spirit on your part, Brian, that you always throw to me for what's popping. You know what it is? It's trust, because I know you're a professional and you're going to be prepared and ready to go. All right. Well, what's popping for me is it's pretty hot and new. And I know that most gamers don't stay on top of trends Mm. like I do. I feel like nobody's really heard of this. Nobody's really played it. I reiterate, it just came out. It's called Red Dead Redemption 2 (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that I completely ignored when it actually came out and had no interest in ever playing. And then I got, you can't see it, I'm I'm patting my brand new gamer rig so I can actually like play video games now. And I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. It's great. I love it. Hell yeah. Cool. I've been tempted on NSP for whatever it is, five years now, to make a Rad Dad Redemption (laughs) joke. By, by a joke, I mean just tweet that phrase. Mm-hmm. Someone must have done this by this point, correct? Tonight. 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 Yeah, you know what? I'll put it in the notes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It, it's great. I love showing up super late to everything, especially a gamer thing that people have strong opinions about. Love being late. Love patting my horse. Is that like anybody make that, like your name has late in it? You know, that it's funny. Thing. In my entire life, no one's ever done that. Never like a late night with Leighton. You guys are liars. No, you're born to ever liars. There's, there's ill will between everybody on this fucking stream. And I'm yeah. this close to leaving. But it's ill like, like slang ill, which means good. Honestly, no one's ever walked out before. So if you want the distinction of being our first walkout, that oh, would be so cool. Let's Gallagher this thing. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. I want to do it for fun, but it would not be real. Yeah, we can't we can't it's do it fake. Real, I appreciate right? that. See, and that's why I trust you guys, as right. I said. Right. Anyway, before. so what's popping for me is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh what's popping insert name here. Yeah. Sam or Steve. Go for it. Mine's pretty basic. I just saw was it everything, everywhere, all at once, whatever mm. it's called. Yep, you got it. That was freaking awesome. Oh, cool. I've been meaning to see that. Yeah. Yeah, the kid from The Goonies is in it. Yes. I didn't know until like halfway through the movie. And just like a particular spot where he like screams in a certain way. He's like, no, no, shut up, shut up. And I'm like, that's Data. It yep, just like, it just like clicked all of a sudden. Data and short round. Yep, yep, yep. Same thing. So yeah, it was really, really cool to see him like back in movies again. Oh, Data and The Goonies was one of my inspirations as a child. Oh my God. Just being like so smart at a young age. All the contraptions and the thinking about stuff. I I love data. I wanted to be data. Yeah. Do you have any like boxing glove springs or no, I was slick shoes or anything? Oh dude, what I wouldn't get for slick shoes. 
Yeah. Oh, I love slip yeah. shoes. And Jaws of Life. Jaws of Life, right? Isn't that what the chomping teeth were called? Saved by Jaws of Life? Yeah, the little like nipple pinchers. Yes, with the spring on it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I played a shit ton of Stardew Valley oh, over yeah. the last maybe like Hell yeah. three months or so. And rules. It's just so fun. And I I never do this. I look stuff up and I want to optimize everything. I was like, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm just going to go in totally fresh. I don't want to know anything. I don't know want to know the best crops to grow. And it was just a really nice, peaceful experience. And now I'm sick of it and never, I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> in like eight months, you'll open it back up again. 100%. That's exactly right. Yes. Really? That's, okay. exactly that's how I am with like that type of game and really any game where I will hit it hard for like short period of time, be like, all right, done, never touching it again. And then it just keeps, that's the gamer's curse. Dude, that happened with Animal Crossing with me. I'm like, so done. Not the start again. I didn't have that. I was all into that shit. And then one day I logged in there and I was like, there's absolutely nothing for me here. I never want to open this again. And I didn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only time I play Animal Crossing now is if my niece wants to play and she wants me to come visit her island. Yeah. Otherwise, like every time I get back into the game, it's like cockroaches everywhere in the house and <laughs> just like letters in the mail. Nintendo also decided they were done with it as well. So yeah, they had like their last update. <sighs> Not for pocket camp though. More like uh, old harassments. Am I right? <laughs> oh, man. Brian, let's get your thing. Yeah. Uh, wow. That way. I mean, talk about DJ voice. My thing again, just like Layden, very hip new, don't steal my bit. I'm agreeing with you. I'm building on what you did. I'm not, it's not stealing. I even fucking credited you right there in the introduction. So just like this bit I invented <laughs> where I do something that's old, but call it current. What's popping for me this week is the 1978 soft rock album, All This and Heaven Too by Andrew Gold. And oh. do you guys know Andrew Gold? Have you ever heard of him? No, I don't. Not at all. Well, you definitely know two songs by Andrew Gold. One is Thank You for Being a Friend, which is the theme song for the Golden Girls, which I learned. And the other is a little tune called Spooky Scary Skeletons. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, oh. And so he was a soft rock singer-songwriter for many, many years in the you know late 70s into the 80s when that shit was very, very big commercially. And then his song became the theme song for the Golden Girls. And then he wrote Spooky Scary Skeletons is part of a Halloween novelty album, and that shit blew up harder than anything he ever did. But that's not on All This in Heaven 2. All This in Heaven 2 is just straight up 70s cornball soft rock, and it's great. I love it start to finish. It is very of its time, and it's very easy to listen to. Good production, great playing, solid songwriting, just a joy start to finish, and also completely forgettable. You get to the end, and I can remember how no songs went except thank you for being a friend. That's kind of your vibe, right? That 70s kind of. Oh, yeah. That's your shit, right? Okay. That's my shit. I love that stuff. That's you and Danny too, for sure. Yeah. I definitely go more soft rock than Danny. Danny's proggier than I am. I like the the slightly later, less proggy, but like jazz. It's not even jazzier. It's just, yeah, softer. I guess, kind of stuff. I mean, I, I love like jazz jazz. Danny is less jazz than I am, although he certainly has the stuff he likes. But he's like all in on prog, whereas I'm less so. I'm more in on like 
Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, that kind of stuff. And Danny is less so. That's interesting. Maybe some people listening know that me and Steve did an album with Dan of cover songs and we just recorded another one like a little bit ago. It's not out yet. Mm -hmm. I know this is not a secret anymore, so I can- Scoop. Yeah, big scoop, baby. What's interesting is picking the songs, that process. Of, That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, of and you really learn a lot about what people like and what they don't yeah, based on doing a cover album. I feel like mostly from what they don't want oh, yeah. to do. Okay, interesting. Please dive into this further. I think we did it kind of the same way with both albums where it's like, you know, the three of us are in emails back and forth. And it's like, all right, let's all each, all three of us come up with like 20 songs that we'd like to do, you know, and just like drop that list into the email. Mm -hmm. And so Danny's stuff would be mostly like 70s, 80s, you know, harder rock, prog rock kind of stuff. Like maybe something from the 90s in there. Yep. My stuff would be mostly like 80s, 90s with like maybe some current stuff. And then Sam's would be more like 90s current stuff and like a little more on the pop side sometimes. A little bit, yeah. There were definitely certain songs that like we wanted to do that Dan was just like, no. And they had like no interest in. Like what? Give us one, please. We really want to do Toxic by Britney Spears. <gasps> I yeah. think that's the sickest oh song. Wouldn't that ever. be so good with Dan's voice? That would be great. Danny, he generally does not like to do songs sung by women, not for any sexist reason. He just thinks it's not great for his voice. Totally makes sense. And that song is actually wild. Especially that like middle section. Yeah. It goes. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this one's like almost like a joke, but not really. But we really wanted to do Nookie by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> That'd be very funny. Really for the main reason is that beat. And I'm just imagining the percussive stuff that Steve it's, it's got It's got a really cool beat. And there's like some, remember there's like some really, really cool like weird. chords in there too. Yeah, it's really funky shit. Yeah. And I remember also we were pushing for, or at least I know I was, Scrubs or No Scrubs. I forget the actual <laughs> oh, yeah. title. Oh, by TLC? Uh, TLC? Yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. That'd be great. You can understand somebody not wanting to do these songs. Yes. Yeah. I can understand me wanting to do them. I mean, may, I don't know if this is telling tales out of school, but there are opportunities you two and I may have to play these songs in the nearish future. You're making me sniff. Which oh, shit. we have not discussed publicly. Nope. No. But is a thing that is going to happen and people will hear more about Oh, man. That is very exciting. I hate that I'm sitting in the dark. I mean, literally, so but, but, but also, I don't know about this. It's getting dark outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got hired by Britney Spears to be her touring band, all of us. So I'm so insanely psyched to meet. I'm a huge Britney fan. And now that yes. she's free, the first thing that she wanted to do was <laughs> to tour with us. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Let's move on to peaches and lemons. Let's do, for interest of time, one peach each. Oh, and we get to reuse your theme song. All right, well, welcome to our final segment, which is normally called peaches and lemons. But for today, because we have many people in this room, this virtual room, we're doing one peach each. And then, what does that put us at lemon? It's just like one peach each and then lemon? I guess it's peaches and lemons, subvariant, one peach each. That's a... Great branding on that. Incredible. All right. It's concise and people get it. Okay. So we're each going to start with a lemon. And then after we say our lemons, we will drop in the one peach each theme song. So lemons. 
I'll start. As I said, I went to the Ren Fair this weekend with the family, and the parking situation was fucking atrocious. We waited in this goddamn line for like 45 minutes to get into the Ren Fair, and it didn't even move. And then we gave up. I was like, I'm not waiting in this line for three hours to get into the Ren Fair. Also, nobody drove cars in the Renaissance, so already I feel like a poser, already off to a bad start. But the parking was... I don't even know why the line was just crazy. We ended up like going to leave and then seeing parking a solid 35 minutes away from the gate. And we're just like, you know what? I paid whatever, a hundred bucks for these tickets. Like total. I'm not wasting that. We're just going to park and walk classic dad move. Although honestly it was really more Rachel's call, but I was just like, you know what? This is a very dad thing. I paid for this. We're going to fucking do it. I don't care if we have fun. So we parked, we walked 30, 35 minutes to get to the entrance of the Ren Fair. We had a great time there, but oh man, sitting in a just stopped line. Well, you couldn't see. This is the thing. You couldn't tell how much farther you had to go and how much longer you would be in the line. So it's like, are we halfway through this or are we like barely even starting? Anyway, minor annoyance. We got in, we had a great time, but parking situation was rough. Oh, and then... I talked to a friend who came in after me. He was like, yeah, there's no line. Oh, shit. This guy got in at basically the same time. And I was like, how the fuck did you manage it? I, and he was like, I don't know. That's, like, that's like the worst part. That pisses me off. The Michigan Renfest has a horrible line situation, too. The, the road, even before the parking lot, is just a massive line of cars. It's so infuriating. That was yeah. the problem. All right. That's my lemon. Amazing. I'll do my lemon real fast. This is my third pair of Doc Martens. I got some nice loafers. thing with Doc Martens is you got to break them in. So you got to get past that really, really uncomfortable phase before they're amazing and will last you forever. I'm in the breaking in period on a pair of loafers that I had to size down. Foot details. I'm a They don't do half sizes and they're like, you have to size down on this. So me trying to shove my foot into a really stiff size... I've just been suffering for fashion. Why wouldn't you do a size? Because it would have been too big. Uh, All of the people in the reviews were like, size up. I had to return it. Oh, I see what you mean. So yeah, they're slowly getting there, but yeah, not, not fun. Well, protect those feet. They're a valuable commodity. You don't want to get yourself a bunion. No, hell yeah. No, that's true. I don't know if you know about bunions, but that's a real threat. Yeah, they make you cry when you chop them. (laughs) For real. Yeah. Anyways, here's mine, guys. Yeah, go. So- I've got the Quest 2. I love the Quest 2. I like VR. I'm a VR enthusiast. I got Resident Evil 4. I've never played it before, and I started playing it. It's so awesome. I got really far in it, and then one day, for some reason, I took that bad boy off, and my face was all red. My cheeks were red. This was literally like five months ago or something, and ever since then, no matter what I do, my cheeks are a little bit red, and they're always fucking itchy. They itch every day, and I want to itch them. (laughs) And for a while, I was itching them. But I realized I got to stop itching these cheeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop itching the cheeks. I've been moisturizing. I put Vaseline on sometimes, sometimes at night. And it just, it won't stop itching. And this particular webcam has no saturation, so you can't really tell. But it really bothers me. And I want to finish Resident Evil 4. And I'm, I'm afraid to put that thing on. It's a case of virtual scabies, I believe, that you've <laughs> contracted. God damn it. I hope, that makes I hope me not. never want to put my headset on again. <laughs> At least I have a diagnosis. Yeah, well, that's what I do as a doctor. I remember when I first was using my Quest that it would like bother my forehead a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
I don't know why it doesn't anymore, but that used to be a thing for me. We're diverging. Anyway, I guess my current lemon and the one I've been feeling for a while is just my bullshit diet. <laughs> just the fact that I'm like <laughs> a solid 40 pounds heavier than I'd like to be than I used to be and uh, just eating like trash. So, and that's something that I'm like actively working on and getting better with, but literally I just like stopped and grabbed McDonald's on the way here. So still doing trash like that. It's hard to eat. Well, it really is yeah. like, and it's more expensive too, which is the real fucker of the whole thing. But yeah, no, I got it. Totally. Yeah. Well, all right. That was all lemons. And now it's time for one peach each theme song here. Put it right there. One peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each. All right, great. Brian, I get the sneaking suspicion that we might have the same peach. I don't think so, but maybe. Why don't you do yours, and then I'll tell you if you stole it from me. Great. My peach is that there's a really- That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) do. My peach is that we are going to a fun event. And a lot of my friends will be there and it will be really fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to see my friends and hang out with them. Yeah, I am also going to this fun event mm-hmm. and I look forward to an event that will be fun filled. Oh, so that's your peach too. It is not my peach. He no, stole it. Everybody totally just, you heard it here first. He no, did steal yeah. it from me. You know what? I, I built on what you said. No, but by creating it first, what's your peach? <laughs> my peach is today is a special day. People today was Audrey's first piano lesson. Ooh. And we've been meaning to do it for a couple of years now, but this little thing called COVID put a, you know, uh, a monkey wrench in the works. And I finally got off my ass and found a place to take her. And she had a half hour piano lesson by herself and the teacher. So we go to a, a music school and she had her lesson. And then at the end, teacher brought me into the room And she was like, Audrey, show him your trick. And she picked out some notes on the piano. The teacher was like, name any note. She can find them all. And she and I had done this a little bit beforehand, but she did great. And then we went to leave and she looked at this woman, her teacher, and said, I love you. Which this this nice, nice young woman was like, oh, uh, I I love you too. Thank you. That's a good sign. That's awesome. She like bounced out of the room. She was so excited. She's finally learning to play piano and you know again she's done a little bit with me but she feels like she is on her way to learning music and she has such a music brain i'm so excited we finally did it and it's also a thing i've been meaning to do for like i mean like a solid year now and everything like the teachers that come to your house are so expensive and blah 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 we finally found this great place at a reasonable price and it's like okay now i don't have to worry about this anymore Problem solved, and my kid is super happy. And also, it you know makes my heart proud that my kids learn music finally. Make her like dad. That's what I say. Hell yeah. Hashtag make her like dad. Make her like dad. Is Audrey excited about the day that it is today, considering her interests? Oh, no, we didn't really talk about that. So we're recording this on May the 4th. Be with you. Which is commonly known as Star Wars Day. And luckily, this has not been totally run into the ground by the internet. Yeah, but, pretty fresh. Yeah, pretty fresh. So, no, so we didn't we didn't talk about it at all. But great, she does like Star Wars. Yep, that's beautiful. I, I feel like if I had a child, I would absolutely force them to play music. Oh yeah, you know whatever she wants to do, I'll be happy with. I kind of want her to choose stand up bass 
because it's so awesome. And I would love to have a family band, me on piano, Rachel on vocals, and Audrey on stand-up bass. <laughs> oh, pe- That's like two times taller than her. Yes, exactly. What are y'all's peaches? I mean, I feel, I feel like I feel like mine's pretty based, actually, because the first thing I think of is it like... It sounds lit, honestly. Just feeling pretty grateful for Danny and like the cool ideas that he's had for us to do stuff with him and like both you guys. Definitely like a big game changer in our lives, I would say. Oh, it's 100% mutual. It's just cool to have someone be like, be like, dude, you guys want to come out to this recording studio in the middle of the woods and just like do this album? And then it's like, hey, you want to go to this other one on the farm and do it again? <laughs> it's so unreal, yeah. The first one you're talking about was uh, Sonic Ranch, or you were talking about the Bear Creek uh, first? Bear Creek. But so- Sonic Ranch is awesome, too. Sonic Ranch, too, is that amazing. Was, that was a lo- yeah. lot of fun when we did Don't Fear the Reaper. Right. That's my favorite one that we've done. Oh, same. Dude, that whole song is so fucking great. I think that's the best NSP cover, hands down. I think it's one of the coolest covers of anything I've like ever heard. And I love it. I, 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 can't I, get I think it's it. amazing. I agree. Anytime I listen to it, I'm like, this is so cool. This is so rad. I was thinking the other day, we should make a video for that because it is such a standout to me in the catalog. And yeah. we don't have a video for it. It's so much fun. Did you guys see this? That Danny and I were part of the GQ magazine oral history of Don't Fear the Reaper? No. Did you see this? No. Uh-huh. They wrote an article, which was like an oral history of Don't Fear the Reaper. And they had a few people who had covered it. And they they uh, interviewed us about it. Oh, that's awesome. I would love to see that. If you Google, yeah, DQ, don't, uh, DQ. (laughs) Uh, GQ, yeah, if you Google DQ Grill and Chill, (laughs) you'll find where I hang out in my neighborhood. And then while I'm uh, eating a dilly bar, I'll discuss it with you. Oh, so you're a dilly bar heathen, no dipped cone? No, you know what? Actually, I'm 100% blizzard, which I don't, like the dip, I mean, dip cone. Is who fine. are you? I just prefer a regular cone. I'm America. Guess Dude, who I am. I'm going to get kicked off the island, but I like a plain vanilla cone. I don't want any funny you know business. Second choice. I don't want sprinkles. I don't want dips. I used to do dips. Nope. And I realized I'm enjoying this more after I've eaten the dip part of it. Yep. First choice will be like a, a Heath bar or an Oreo blizzard vanilla. And then second choice is just a straight up vanilla cone. Absolutely. Couldn't be with you more, Sam. Hell yeah. But- Steve, to just finish what I was going to say, it's been incredible working with the two of you. And we have so many more cool things coming up that I'm excited for. But everything we've done up until now has just been a total joy. And you two are consummate professionals and just awesome guys. And it is a an honor and a pleasure to to work with both of you. Yeah, I'm constantly like, sometimes I think about where my life is and the, the cool things that are happening in it and the seeds I mention this all the time, but Steve sent that message to Danny on Facebook like way long ago. Yeah, kind of probably late in like how you went to MAGFest and then like met up, you mm-hmm. know, eventually reached out to them. And it's just crazy to me that it actually kind of almost scares me to think how easily these really cool things in my life could have not happened. Because Dude, I think about this every fucking day. So, yeah, yeah All the seemingly time. unconsequential. Like, that, like that is so weird. Like that line is just so thin. It's like yeah. paper, paper thin. I can almost 100%. trace everything back to some silly little thing, some silly decision. I walked this way instead of that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, even the way that we met, at least on my end, because on, on your end, it was just like you and Jess, like childhood friends. But on my end, that was like a string of different friends that I met because 
first I was friends with my friend Chris in elementary school. And then in high school, he met a girl named Andrea. And then she started hanging out in our group and we became friends. And then she started dating a guy named Andrew. And then we became friends. Then they broke up. He started dating a girl named Jess. That sounds familiar. <laughs> so then I met Jess. We became friends. And then I met you because we went to the show. Yeah, so and then that's you like boom, 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 boom. And then we're here. And then we're doing the podcast. Yeah. It's so well, honestly, weird to me. The, yeah. the, the lesson that I take from all this is say yes to things. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yep. You know, and that obviously there's a logical extreme to that, which is not good. But generally speaking, I guess what I'm trying to say is give things a chance, right? If you think, okay, yeah, why not? That has been more fruitful than anything in my life. I mean, for me and Dan, I get this weird email from some like stoner dude, which is like, hey, bro, you want to like make some music or whatever? <laughs> and, uh, That's exactly and, how he tells. You know, Dan, where he's like, yep. sup, bro? Was, was, Rock was hanging. He's like, was hanging, the, bro? He's always like, what the fuck is up, dude? I'm Dan. Yeah, that was a perfect. Dan. Let's go around yeah, and do a Dan impression. No, but I, I get this email. I'm like a postdoc at the time. And I get this email from this kind of like, stonery sounding guy and i'm like yeah fuck why not give this guy a chance like always looking for cool people but don't know anything about him let's hang out and then literally from all that you know that's why we're all here yeah today Dude. and so your life is just insane because paper of that. thin paper thin yeah. that's right it would have been very easy not only for me to not write back but for to write back you know it never worked out we were both busy couldn't get together blah 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 yep and of course, there's also a million other things where it's like, yeah, I hung out with that guy once and nothing ever happened. Yeah. You know, the other side of that happens all the time too, but you got to give things a chance because you never fucking know. And also don't, well, I don't know why I'm lecturing to you guys. If it's not like immediately making money, that doesn't mean like cut it off, right? No, things true. have to grow if you have time for them. Everything is an investment in building something. Well, people will do the like, I don't understand why this isn't successful yet. And it's like, because you just stop every time you do something and it's not immediately popping off. That's right. People who are successful or continually do the thing, even though they're maybe failing. Also, just like, if you think things are not going well, I think about like periods in my life around when like important things were happening and like mm -hmm. things were generally shitty. And I, when I was in that, time, I was like, wow, this sucks. I feel like a failure. And then looking back, it's like, oh, all of these things had to happen for me to yep, be here totally. now. Mm -hmm. So yep, 100%. Yeah. As long as you're walking forward, you just keep moving regardless, because that's the only yep. way you get anywhere. Like a shark with legs. <laughs> yeah. That's how I think of myself. Mm -hmm. It's like the willingness to be open to trying things, like the willingness to say yes. And then also like, you know, some people think like, oh, like, you know, I've done all this practice, you know, I've been mastering my craft and still nothing happened. And it's like, you know, that might happen, but, might happen. but you never know when the opportunities are going to come. So you have to like be ready for that. So you can 100%. say yes. And you can also be like, I'm prepared. I've been working on this shit for years. It's the very famous De Niro quote. What is it? It took me 10 years to become an overnight success, yeah. which is exactly what it is. Sam, did you have a peach? Oh, baby, I got a hot peach for you. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. Walk out. Walk out. Walk out and never Just come leave. back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah. That would be such a big dick yeah. move. Here we go. Baby, I got this new axe. Oh, oh this axe, shit. Okay? I got this new axe. This shit is crazy, man. This is a classical 
MIDI guitar. MIDI Whoa, guitar. Really? So, what? So oh shit. I can plug this bitch into this other thing I got, which is from like 2008. You can't see it, but I found one of these units. It was in San Diego. I did like Craigslist search, like you can mm-hmm. search everywhere, and one guy had one in San Diego. And what is it? So this guitar sends this particular kind of signal to this box. This box converts it to MIDI. USB MIDI? Yes. It's a little kind of interface. Yeah, just imagine like a gray box over here. Yeah, this looks like MIDI, but it's technically not. But this box is amazing. It's like the best one. And the reason I got this is so I can do arrangements and it makes it like a piano. So I can like, you know, play notes in like Guitar Pro or whatever, like full chords. And it's like pretty damn accurate and it's like speeding up arranging like crazy i also bought like some uh foot pedal like usb buttons down here oh yeah so i can like move forwards and back in the measure without like it's great without moving you know it's awesome so yeah like instead of having to like get around with the mouse and keyboard which that's how i do it still you know and it's all right yeah i love my peach i love my little peach but yeah that definitely would make things easier guys thank you for being here this was so much fun. Yeah. It's always a joy to hang out with you, and we appreciate you taking the time to be here and, and just be a part of this this crazy thing we call life, you know? Yeah. I was, like, nervous about it because I'm nervous about everything, but Mood. it was so fun. You guys are so rad. Thank you so much for yeah. having so us. So are you You're guys. Rad. Shut the Yo. hell up. Like, you're so fucking rad. They Everyone really shut cool the fuck too. up. You know, I started out liking your items, and now I just like you, okay? Wow. I can't see any of the items anymore. Oh, wait, I still see the base. I, oh, I yeah. still see the base I could see the items, bit. I wouldn't be looking at them. I just be looking at you. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Seriously, though. Yes. See, unlike Brian, I trust. I don't need to verify. I, I just trust. trust. No, no. Oh. Incorrect. I okay. Trust. Shut up. Shut up, Brian. I, I shut up, Brian. Check. <laughs> I just double check. I just double check things. If people want to find you on the net, where can they go to find your things? Best places are go to YouTube for our videos. We're called Super Guitar Bros. And if you want to buy our albums, you can find them on Bandcamp. And if you just want to stream them, then you can find them on Spotify or iTunes or the other ones, all, all the streaming ones. Yeah, just Super Guitar Bros into Google. Yeah, just search Super Guitar Bros. Hell yeah. Right. Well, everybody, that was our show for this week. And sometimes at the end of the show, I like to say a slogan, but other times mm-hmm. I like asking the guests if they're parting words or a catchphrase or whatever else to send us off. I'm not just outsourcing this work to guests. I just think that all of our guests are smarter than I am at this. So if you got anything you want to say, put out in the world to send us off right to the folks at home. You got to just get with it. (laughs) You got to just get with it. (laughs) Poetry. What can I say? Beautiful. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Sam. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Late Night is produced by Brian Wett, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonNight at gmail.com.